0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at fantasyfootballprofit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're gonna do our second annual Players We Love list, which is just kind of some guys that for one reason or another I like Jeff Lags. We don't really know why. It's just we keep gravitating towards them. Last year, players such as, I don't know, Russell Wilson and Zach Ertz made the list, as well as Samuel Watkins. made the list too. Um, players like that, that just some reason made the list, and some worked out, some didn't. You know, it's just, it's an interesting list to go over. As we, every week when we do this, more and more guys just start standing out to us, I think. You notice that. I mean, well, probably like a couple months ago, I think I was talking about this too. No one was standing out to me yet. It was weird. I'm like, when is this going to happen? And all of a sudden, it just starts happening. I don't know about you, Jeff. You have the same feeling?
1: Yeah. It, it always ends up being the guys that uh, you you find out where they're going and what yeah. you think their value is. It, a lot of it has to do with value for me, obviously. But you, I, you do. You start falling in love with players that you just think are you know are the the biggest upside. You oh my gosh, I can't believe I can get them here. That yep. that kind of thing. And some guys I just like to cheer for. I'll be honest. There's
0: some of that. See, some of this will be. Stat-based, some of it's just gut feeling on our part and just thinking the guy, the talent he passed. So there's not like, you know, this isn't the most <laughs> perfect list. If you want if you want to come at me with stats and try to kill my argument with the player, you'll probably win because not all these are going to be that. So we'll go over that in just a second. But make sure you guys, if you want in our listener leagues this year, to win a chance to win our championship belt that has been provided to us by Pro-Lam Belts, which you can go check out all their great belts they have. It's quite a few you know, good ones. You can pretty much get anything you want. They'll make it for you like they did for our championship belt, which is if you want to take a look at it, go to our Instagram page, which is, you know, it's fantasy football profit on Instagram. You can check it out. The belt looks great. I really don't want to lose it. I want to win the league again, like I did last year. And I want to keep the belt for myself personally. I don't want to give that thing up. It's, it's wonderful, but if you can join the league, all you got to do is give us a five-star review on iTunes. We'll let us know that you did that. Send us a message on one of the different social media platforms. Where are we at? Twitter's FF Profit, Fantasy Football Profit, Instagram, email FantasyFootballProfit at gmail.com. If you've already reviewed us in the past, you're pretty much in. You can just let us know, hey, I reviewed you here. Tell us the name, you did it. And, you know, if you want to, one thing that would be helpful is go to YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash FantasyFootballProfit. Click, click the subscribe button on there, too. We will definitely be having more stuff that will come out on YouTube as the season gets closer that you won't have on podcast because it will be, you know, a couple-minute-long thing more, you know, Blurbs, different stuff like that, that just doesn't fit in the podcast format. So go subscribe to us there as well. All right. How about we do players we love? I'm just going to start off with one guy who I love. And I don't really need to talk about him too much. I've talked about him too much already. And Jeff, who is my number one guy? It's not like a list, but who's my number one guy? That's that
1: going to be Diggs. It's going to be Stefan Diggs. 100%. I, I, I don't just, know how many times you can mention one I can't, guy. The podcast. I'm not going to
0: talk about him too much here because I just love I think he's amazing. I think the talent is there. He hasn't played more than 14 games in the season yet that's he's been there's been some injuries. when he's healthy, he looks just he looks ridiculously good and I think injuries have hampered him and kind of brought him down for a couple seasons. So I'm betting on not just health that's hard to say in NFL you can't really bet on anybody to be healthy, especially a guy who's been a little bit slightly injury prone injuries have lingered but Kirk Cousins being there I think really just boost him. And he's not the only guy. Adam Thielen is going to take away a lot of attention from him as well. And when he I mean when he has his big games, he goes just he goes off. Like last year he didn't have many of them. He got hurt early on and it kind of lingered. But week one, seven for ninety-three, two touchdowns. Week two is a little off. And then week three, eight for one seventy-three, two touchdowns. When he when he has his big games, he has big games. And I think you're going to see more of that. I mean, he did it in 2016 as well. He had he started the year with seven for 103. Next week, he went nine for 182 and a touchdown. In the middle of the year, he had 13 catches for 80 yards one game. That's an odd one. And then the very next game, he had 13 catches for 164. Like He can put up some big games, and I think you're going to see more of that, especially with Cousins. And so, I think guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, you love him. I totally get it. I, I do actually get this one because I don't think there are – um, enough wide receivers that can put up the kind of yardage he can yep. and, and you start thinking about that and you, you start saying all these names that are really really big time and you're like holy cow is he really could he really be in that discussion I mean is, if he can't stay healthy no but if he does I think he does have the talent to perhaps turn into one of those guys I mean I, I feel like I don't want to call Antonio Brown because obviously Antonio Brown is a wide receiver you know on, on himself but He really does kind of – he kind of feels like that guy. Like, he really can get open in short yardage situations. He can break it deep. He can go and just be a a possession guy for the game. So, I I totally understand why you get very, very excited about him. But it's actually a great segue um, because his teammate is someone that I absolutely just love, probably my time at MSU, but at the same time, Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. And I, I love this guy because I always think that he is undervalued as a quarterback. In the last three seasons, when he's played, he hasn't missed a game. Um, he was ranked 8th, QB, 5th, and then 7th. And he is on a very dysfunctional Washington team. And yet he had a few guys come and go as kind of like they were good athletes. like, But nothing really compared to what he has in this situation in Minnesota. I think he has the ability to blow his stats, his recent stats out of the water. And we're talking about Diggs. He really is a wonderful athlete he's a wonderful wide receiver Mm -hmm. if he can stay healthy phalan has already proven that he can do a lot of great things on the field even a red zone threat you have rudolph who is a very good safe tight end and then you have delvin cook you can throw to out of the backfield i mean and you also i mean who knows we've we've never seen treadwell play but he was like a first round (laughs) yeah um so i I just really really love cousins i think he's always a little undervalued and i I don't know why you wouldn't want this guy on your team
0: yeah i think he's He's going going seventh round there. I mean, the seventh po- quarterback around that ranking. I think he's going to be good, especially with that much talent to throw the ball to and a running back to go along with yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it could be very, very scary. It really
0: could. I think it's a pretty solid one. He's going to throw a lot of touchdowns to Diggs. So that's part of the reason I, I just like so. that offense. I think it's going to be pretty solid. I mean, you
1: just think that he was seventh overall in quarterback last year on that Washington team? I mean, who was he throwing to even? Yeah,
0: not many people. <laughs> he's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty solid season for Cousins. He's kind of moving up in my mind a little bit. I might have to adjust when we do quarterback rankings in two weeks. I don't know. He might. I mean, he's right now eighth. He is eighth currently in the consensus. So yeah.
1: I, I understand that, I but I, I move higher. him a little higher. I just think he's much safer than the other some of these other guys too.
0: All right, so I'm going to okay. <laughs> this is going to just be it's like it's 2017 all over again <laughs> um, when somebody's coming up. I'm telling you, Jay Ajayi, I'm one of the few. And I'm, let's see, last I looked, I was the highest expert and call myself an expert on quotations. I can't see that. I don't like that title, but in the expert consensus rankings on uh, fantasy pros. I was the highest expert on JJ and let me look. Yep. I still am. I still am And some of it's to do with value on where he's right now, the 20th ranked um, running back. I think he's better than that. And I think his time in, when he was in Philadelphia, shows that he played seven games there. He didn't get a lot of the work as they had um, LeGarrett Blunt yet, but he averaged 5.8 yards carried while he did get the ball. And Blunt's gone. Yeah, what did they have? Corey Clement yet? Clement's going to do something. He's going to get some work, but I think J.H.I. is going to do a lot more than people, for some reason, are expecting. I think at least a lot more than the 20th ranked guy. I, I think he's clearly the number one there. So I just, part of it's the value. I love the value. I mean, there is some injury concerns with Ajayi with his knees. He doesn't have very good knees. He might not play that many years, really, after this. He might be one of those guys that breaks down relatively soon. But I don't think this is the year for that. He's only 25 years old. On I'm I'm the Super Bowl-winning team who should have a very good offense yet, I love Jay Ajayi this year. I know you're not as high as me, as
1: I am on Ajayi, but yeah, I lo-
0: the I, value, I think, is
1: there. Yeah, I like Ajayi, but after... My big thing is how they're going to use him, and and that team just didn't throw to the running backs in the red zone. I, I just think his touchdowns will be capped, and we've talked about it before, but I do like him. I mean, I thought he was wonderful in Miami, and I was so confused at that whole situation when that went sideways on him. So I think he's a great running back, but I, I think that his production will be capped because they, they spread the ball around so well, and, and Wentz is so deadly uh, in that red zone, throwing it to whoever is open.
0: Yep, i, I- I don't think it's gonna work out, There's a lot of goal line work at least. So I think yeah. Laguerre wants to work there. I think it's gonna be a solid yeah, I option. Think,
1: I think he will be better than last year for sure. I just who knows if yeah. if they start giving it to him in the red zone, I will be eating my words <laughs> real quick.
0: Right, who else you got?
1: Um, I'll go ahead and just to uh, talk about my other quarterback that I'm kind of falling in love with, and and everyone is. I mean, that, and that's why I want to talk to, about him. But it's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and, yeah, I know you're not as high on him, so I wanted I, to bring him up.
0: I I just think there's some risk.
1: Oh, definitely a risk.
0: Just some risk. I just,
1: the thing I love about him so much is if he really does, if he really is all that we saw last year in the seven yeah. games that he played, and he does stay healthy, this guy could easily be the number one quarterback. And just, he has the ability to win you weeks, which is very, very unusual. There's very few players that can actually do that for you. Especially if you're playing in a league where touchdowns are worth six points. But I mean, really, the only people in that discussion would be maybe a Russell Wilson from last year, Aaron Rodgers, whenever you have him, and maybe one of those top four running backs, top four wide receivers, top two, really. I mean, really, the, the list tops out at 12. And even that quarterback is always scoring more points. So that's why I love the guy so much. And really, his, his numbers, it feels like they're arcade you you think that he can't possibly repeat the numbers he had in seven games to have 1,700 yards, 19 touchdowns. He did throw eight interceptions, something to look out for. But at the same time, he also rushed for 250 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, it, he was on such a crazy, crazy pace, and he has a lot of cool weapons around him that maybe wouldn't be great for a certain quarterbacks but really work well with his skill set and we're talking about will fuller who can really stretch the field and the guy has shown he has the arm to throw it deep deandre hopkins is going to be deadly no matter what team he's on and he doesn't really have that great of a run game so i think he will have to continue to throw and the one last thing i'll say about him is i like the fact that the texans have said that they're not going to go ahead and try to change the way he plays the game which maybe i'm hurt again but i think if he continues to play that way He might have a few games where he throws a ton of interceptions, something like that. But he will win you weeks, and there's very few players that can do that.
0: Yep. I I the upside is there completely, hundred percent there, and I'm ranking him up in the top five. Just oh, it's so risky for me. I just don't know if I ever want to draft him. That I just it's he's in the weird spot too because right now he's ranked fifth, but ADP he's second. He's this just
1: people are taking the
0: yeah. the upside, it's it's the big upside. That's that's my way in quarterback.
1: Where is uh where's Luck right now?
0: Yeah, he's the guy, I say, that I kinda starting to like a little bit. I'm not gonna call him on this list yet, players we love. He's up to eleven. So he's moving up the board so a little bit. Slowly moving up. He might find his way into our trending up players list next week.
1: Yeah. And I think he's already made my and I was I was very cautious he, moving I'm him up, but uh, he, he's like, going I, to be in my top yeah, ten
0: for sure. I'm I'm liking him a little bit. And he doesn't quite make the love list yet. Can't make it there, but he might, he'll might. probably make the trending up
1: list. Yeah, Because if he really is he's his old self, I mean, you you have to almost figure he's got to be a top five guy because that's where he always lands. Yep. He really was that good and still has T.Y. Hill and still has a lot of, you know, a lot of good things around him. So he's always one that I'm watching. I try not to put too much weight behind him.
0: All right. How about we go back to 2017 again? All right. And we're just recreating the two thousand seventeen Love List. And it didn't really work out. But he found his way somehow after all of this back onto the list, back into my good graces here just recently. He's found his way to his new new team as well. And his name's Sammy Watkins. God, geez, I man. love Sammy Watkins. I know you do. I, I love do. him again. Love Sammy Watkins. I, I don't know. I don't know about love. I don't know. I love, like, in love, I'm in love with Sandy Watkins. I, I, it's amazing. He, he could find his way on um, okay. a team of mine. I love Sandy Watkins. Love him. I love Sammy Watkins' talent.
1: Well, yeah, I've always loved that. I hated him as a player because I he's mean, never lived up let's to it. Look
0: at, let's look at Sandy Watkins' four seasons in the NFL 65 catches for 982 and six touchdowns his first year, <laughs> 60 catches for 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns year two, year three, 28 catches. He only played half the year for two touchdowns. And then last year, 39 whole catches, 39 catches, and he played almost the whole year. 39 of those things went to his hands.
1: Talking out of this. <laughs> oh, wait, he, the, the oh, is, I why is he on my list? He scores so many touchdowns. Oh, he's no, he's so, the number two. The he's three. so good. Uh, but I, I'm glad that he's in a, a new spot. I, I, I do think that this offense will, with Mahomes, I. Maybe he'll be much more of a gunslinger than Alex Smith, and then I think he'll have a little more, um, I don't know, less of a leash than Goff did because they had such a a solid defense and run game that they knew they could lean on it. I think they'll let him throw it. So, with Tyreek Hill on one side and him on the other, I do think that this is a situation where he can succeed if he's ever going to.
0: I mean, this is... I hate making this same making this as a point because it's stupid. But if if you ever listen, I can't wait to hear this. No, no, it's just like no. It's um. If you ever listen to Chris Harris's podcast, he uses this crutch argument thing, which is just a stupid way. It's a stupid. You can make this argument for somebody. Oh, of course, like for him, it's Sammy Watkins is going to be like, well, he just signed his new contract. Of course, they're going to give him the ball. Which oh. you can make use that to make your point. But in reality, if he sucks, they're not going to just throw him the ball. They signed him thinking he could do this. That's my argument. They wouldn't have paid him this money if yeah. they couldn't throw him. They want to throw him the ball. But I know it's it's doesn't really at the end of the day, especially NFL contracts, they
1: all can just be yeah. basically. I've seen can, plenty of guys make a lot, a lot he, of money. And he did get some guaranteed
0: money, but the whole crutch argument, thing that Harris would say it's, it's 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 yeah, it doesn't really work. I just think there's enough talent there, and I think I think Kansas City sees that. That's why they went out and got him. I like Tyree Kill a lot, but I'm not even hundred percent sure. I think he's better. I think Tyreek Hill can be better not being the main guy, necessarily. Not being the complete main guy. There's another guy to take away some, you know, attention away from Hill with Travis Kelsey already there, too. It's just, that's the problem. There's a lot of mouths to feed. That's where the problem lies with um, Watkins and really having a huge breakout. And even though I do love the guy, I'm not – he's, he's, he's crawling. He's moving up. He's up the 27th on draft board on, on the rankings like this right now. He's starting so to get
1: too, too rich for my taste that's, again. That's
0: where I'm like – I still love the player, but it's starting to be the values maybe not as much there before he would have been a little better value. I, um,
1: I do have to say his uh, value takes a big hit for me in PPR leagues, but the the fact that he really can do so much with not that many receptions does save him a bit, and that's why I, I wouldn't – if he found his way on my team – I wouldn't be shocked this year. Last year, I would have said, never going to happen. Yeah. But this year, I, I I get it. But I do think that people give him too much too much love.
0: Yeah, I had him a little too high last year. But I decided I came back. I came back under the bandwagon. We'll see how it works yeah. out. It yeah, might not work. I know.
1: All right. All right. So, this is actually another good segue. A wide receiver that doesn't get enough love. And he was from my 2017 that did work out for me. So, pretty much the opposite wide receiver than Sammy Watkins and that is Marvin Jones. Uh, he came to Detroit. He did disappoint a little bit the first year, but the second year when he truly was the number one, lining up across from uh, the other side of Golden Tate, you have Stafford. They don't really have a run game, so they have to pass a lot. And Marvin Jones did a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, with really just an okay amount of, of targets and receptions. He didn't, he didn't really get an overabundance of work And he still managed to be in the top five wide receivers. Yeah. And nothing nothing has changed. And he is ranked 24th.
0: And he's still ranked below Golden Tate. And I think he's number one over Golden Tate.
1: And you look at the guys around him and you have, I mean, Josh Gordon, who I like, but you don't know what's going to happen. You have Demarius Thomas, Amari Cooper, who was very, very uh, disappointing last year. You have Larry Fitz, who is aging, by love Larry Fitz. Actually, he actually belongs up there. But there, there is a ton of guys that I get it. They're bigger names. They're kind of the ones you kind of prototypically think about when you're thinking about a, a wide receiver one. But I, I think that this guy falls at 24. I just don't see a reason why I wouldn't have him on a ton of my teams. Because I think you're getting a... Uh, you know, draft him as a third wide receiver that will be a number two and then has the possibility of being a number one again. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's all upside for him. Let's and then see. if the, he actually catches more balls, how many did he actually catch last year? I had to look this up real quick. A little
0: Marvin Jones. Let's see here. He, uh, yeah, he got it up. He caught 61 balls only, but 61. 1,100 yards off of that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, wow. can you imagine even if he adds 20 receptions, which would yep. not be crazy. Yep. And so, absolutely. I love this guy
0: i i actually i have him higher than a lot of people he's currently 24th but i have him 18th that gives me in the the high the top end of you know fantasy pros ranks well he's he's actually as high as ninth on some boards which is way up there that's a oh uh, well, fantasy footballers actually Andy Holloway has him ninth, and Jason Moore has him twelfth. I feel like we always bring them up when they're they're usually, on the, they're always
1: on the extreme. Yeah, I was going to say they're usually. Uh, I'm disagreeing with them, but 100, percent way to go, guys. But I can't <laughs> say to me
0: Jason Moore was the number. I'm looking at the list here. He was the number three. Um, he was the third uh, highest for accuracy last year for the draft. So boom. I I really can't talk about it much. But I'm like 84th. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't a full year. So, blame that. Uh, but I'm let's see. I'm two, four fours. I'm the tenth highest. Then, so. I like him a little bit, too. Not Maybe not as, I wouldn't say love, like, a strong like. Okay, I'll give, I'll I'll give him it. that. I'll, I'll, I'll take give him a strong like. All right. Well, let's see. about. Well, I don't really have a lot of players on this. I would say it's, it was actually hard for me to find players I really loved. I mean, I could say I love Todd Gurley. I love Le'Veon <laughs> Bell. I, I love, love Zeke that. Elliott. I love those guys. I do. I love Aaron Rodgers. They're great. But I actually went with Greg Olson. And he obviously was hurt last year, so he missed most of the season. The three years before that, I just look at those three years, and he went 84 for 1,000, 77 for eleven hundred, eighty for for 1,000. I think he has one more of those years in him. And with the tight end position scarce, he, he's actually, again, but he's moved up to number four now. He slightly moved up, and he was, for a while there, he was below Ingram and Graham. He's past them now in the overall ranks. Graham's still getting ranked or drafted ahead of him in drafts, but Ingram's dropped to the sixth spot now, and he was a little bit higher. Hunter Henry's injury also helped El- Olsen move up a little bit I just think he's gonna have a good year I like cam Newton for this year too I think the ball's gonna go to Olson I mean those five <laughs> looking at the target numbers if before last year his targets were going up every year for the five years it went 104 111 123 124 129 and then last year happened I think he's gonna have I think he have one more great year and he's gonna get at least 100 targets he's gonna be very very steady at tight end in a position that's tough to find a good player. And you might not have. To, I mean, in a snake draft, you might always have to go higher. But I don't really think you're gonna have to overspend in an auction, which is usually how I base my, you know, my thoughts on this. I, I like Greg Olson at a tight end. He's probably the one I like the most this year, who I think is a pretty much a sure thing to be good. And doesn't it you don't have to break the bank to get him? So Greg Olson for me.
1: No, and I'll go off of that, and I'll go to a tight end, and I don't have too much to back this up with. <laughs> but for some reason, and I don't think I'll be the only one to have this, but. I keep gravitating towards if I'm gonna get a tight end late. I just keep Eric looking Ebron.
0: at you. Love Eric Ebron. Oh my oh,
1: god, no. no. <laughs> but I keep I keep hey, looking at OJ Howard, and I keep thinking, yeah. I think this is the next guy to break out.
0: And I was like, within that, Njoku hype is higher than OJ Howard right now.
1: It, which I I like I like what Njoku can do, but, but it's like unless, Howard's being
0: forgotten. Yeah,
1: and I think Howard is the better player right now, and I also think that there's unbelievably less miles to feed in Tampa Bay than in Cleveland. And even more so to double down on that with Winston being out for four games and you have Fitzpatrick in there instead. Yeah. I just see, I mean, try, what I'm trying to, I have to look him up real quick. But I mean, last year he only had 26 receptions, right? Mm-hmm. For 430 yards and six touchdowns.
0: Which- and,
1: and he was still sharing time with Cam and Brait.
0: And people are going to say, yeah, they re-signed but you know what? With a talent like Howard, at some point he's going to shine and be above that. And I don't think people can look at his rookie numbers and be like too down on it because we've gone over this a million times on the podcast. His rookie tight ends typically don't play that. It's not a normal thing to have like what Gronk would do in his rookie year. Or like even Evan Ingram last year was definitely a different type of thing. And his, I think, became more because of situation and a lot of injuries. It's not normal for a rookie tight end to really be great, so I don't think there's any. There's a lot to learn at the tight end position. You can't. You're not just out there catching balls. You got to learn how to block. You there's you didn't learn how to block. It's, it's just a different position. It it's it, not it the same as. And a lot of times, receiver. I don't
1: even think like second year is still usually a steep learning curve. And I always think back to and this is probably dating me, but I think back to Vernon Davis way back in the day where he was drafted insanely high. They thought he was going to be the greatest and latest, and it took him. A handful of years before he really hit his stride. Er, sometimes
0: people are drafted and high and never do anything like Eric, <laughs> Eric Ebron. Ebron. <laughs>
1: God. <laughs> we should do a Players You Hate episode, and then you oh. can just rail on Eric Ebron the whole time. God. I hate him. But, I mean, I, I just think he looks like the real deal. He he just—I just – I just can't imagine a, an NFL where he where yeah. he stays healthy and doesn't become a big-time tight end. And, and Yeah, people just
0: – if OJ Howard lives up to his potential, Camarbre doesn't matter. No, and <laughs> he you, just you need doesn't.
1: more than one tight end. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> people don't know what to do with him right now. Howard's fifteenth, Braid sixteenth. It's just one of those. No, oh, what do you do? Let's throw him here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I like how I want Howard all day over Braid. Howard, it's not even man. I completely in that kind of position. Of course, I want him every time. And I, I like the pick. I think it's a, a very solid one. I mean, him or Tojoku. I really think it could happen. It's the second year of summertime. Not, it's not guaranteed, but you're not wasting anything, and that's one of those two is going to be good. They're first round talent. They're going to yeah. be and
1: if might if not I, be next yeah. year, but it'll yeah, exactly. And I think if I had to guess, I think OJ Howard is just more more NFL ready for yep. that tight end position. Where I thought well, last year, I'll just repeat myself. If whoever you know, if you're new listeners, but Nijoku, I liked him because I thought on that bad of a team they could have used him more as a wide receiver, and then he could have gotten more receptions, more looks, more playing time. But I think OJ Howard is just a complete tight end that if it's not this year, it will be next year, like guaranteed. And I really think that you can get him for cheap this year. And I, I think that would be a great pick if you're not going to take one of those top five tight ends, because I think after that, it's, it's anyone's guess.
0: No, I really don't have anybody else. I had a hard time this year. I'll say that other guy is becoming a strong like is Darius Geis. He's becoming a very strong like I'm not saying love yet, but he's also again, I feel like we're getting to like these players a little bit more, but so is everybody else. He's at the nineteenth right now. Yeah, ADP of eighteen. So we're not the only ones seeing it. Um, this is, he's I, I do like him a lot, but it's hard to really love a rookie when you don't know, right? We
1: so, never you know, really seen him. play I, in I like NFL. him, but the
0: value's starting to not be there as much as it was anymore. So, who else do you have? Because I I really I'm I had a hard time finding some other guys. There's no quarterbacks I wanted to put on the list. There's really nobody else. There's people there fine for me, but no one that really stands out and i really love this year those
1: yeah man, i feel guys. like i feel like anyone else we've talked about right yep. i feel like the yep. breakout players and, and whatnot go listen to that one we like them too we think they're gonna do really say, well wait
0: i really do i i kind of love mike williams i'm not
1: sure yeah, really, well I really, that's I really what do. i mean I, I thought you were gonna say mike williams I, and corey davis I, like
0: yeah, i do i do both of them corey davis yeah i do i like those kind of and, and i guess i love john ross based off 84th ranked He's another top ten. I mean, throw John Ross too on your bench on the very last pick. Just maybe, maybe there's something I don't know for sure. But when he's 84, I mean, he's he's. <laughs> I mean, there's he's behind Cole Beasley. Oh, Cole Beasley! I haven't talked about him in a long time.
1: No, I, I, I will. John I, I really, really don't have that John many. Brown Brown. Yeah, yeah. John
0: Brown.
1: <laughs> I was going to say the only other I would obviously I keep bringing up Chris Hogan's name. I think he's a good value. I love Juju, but everyone loves Juju Smith. No. Um, the only one I will say that is completely out of you know left field. That I don't know if he's going to be able to be healed from his injury. But Deontay Foreman, I was a big fan of him coming into the NFL last year, going behind Lamar Miller. I thought it was a great situation for him, and then he blew out his Achilles. But I'm still, I'm really rooting for him. I'm not saying go ahead and pick him up. But just because I, I really do like the guy, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I don't know. I want to be right. So I want him to heal and actually take mm-hmm. over Lamar Miller's place and do well. So that's a very selfish one for me. But I, I really like the guy.
0: That's, that's about all I have players we love. So, all right. I think I'll do it. Next week, we'll, we will do deep sleepers. We'll get some deep sleepers, which is going to be, we, we're going to definitely try to go deeper, like. Beyond 60th ranked players, which guess what? Mike Williams qualifies. That's
1: unfreaking believable. Right? He
0: qualifies. And then we'll probably go beyond 30 for tight end. To skip the skip quarterback because they're all, there really isn't. I don't think there's a the quarterback sleeper. I don't think there's such a thing anymore. No. It's just one visit. There is definitely some uh, wide receivers and running backs, though, so maybe a tight end. And the problem is, we probably talked about some of them. <laughs> I feel like the sleepers, there isn't a lot of like sleepers in fantasy football anymore. Everyone is so well known, even if they're, I mean, I'm okay. I'm just looking down the list and like, yeah, like Willie Snead is ranked ninety fourth. Like players that are way down there. Taylor Gabriel is ninety third. Brandon Marshall is ninety first. You know, we know all these guys now. Even in the eighties and nineties, so we Terrell Pryor eighty seventh, <laughs> John Ross eighty fourth. I mean, Keelan Cole eightieth, Terrence Williams third, We know all these guys. Now. So we'll we'll come up with some names though. We'll come up with some good names next week that we really think we hit pretty well last year. I think we did pretty well for what for going that deep down the list. So. We'll try it again, see what we can do. We'll talk to you guys next week.